Ohio has been quiet while other states have rewritten their election laws, but that's about to change. Cuyahoga County Executive Armin Budish wants to give county workers a 12th holiday each year for Juneteenth, which marks the end of slavery. And six of 17 Cleveland City Council members want to end the century-long tradition of refusing to let the public speak at the council's weekly meetings. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Monday, April the 12th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. Republicans in dozens of state legislatures around the nation have introduced bills proposing controversial new restrictions on voting. But Ohio Republican lawmakers introduced just one bill proposing changes to election rules, making Ohio one of only a handful of states not to tackle the issue. But Andrew Tobias reports that will change soon, as Republicans in the Ohio House and Senate have been coordinating as they discuss introducing separate elections bills. Bill Seitz, a Cincinnati-area Republican and number three ranking member of House leadership, also the guy who did more than anyone to try to preserve the corrupt House Bill 6, declined to say what would be in the House version. He said it contains a lot of pieces, something for everyone to love or hate, and a major aim is to codify Secretary of State Frank LaRose's policies into law. Does that mean limits on drop boxes for ballots? Automated voter registration or online applications for absentee ballots? We should know soon. Sites expects to unveil the bill in the next week. Cuyahoga County Executive Armand Budish will propose making Juneteenth a paid holiday for county employees under legislation expected to be submitted next week to the county council. Juneteenth, also known as Emancipation Day, celebrates the end of slavery in the United States. It marks the day two and a half years after President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation when federal troops went to Galveston, Texas, declaring the end of slavery in the Civil War and freeing those who remained in bondage. If it is approved, it will be the 12th holiday of the year for county workers. Six of 17 members of Cleveland City Council support creating a time for public speaking during council meetings to let residents directly address their government. Legislation to establish a public speaking time, something the council has never had, could be introduced as soon as today. The legislation would also expand public speaking at committee meetings. City council meetings traditionally, and that means for more than a century, have been perfunctory sessions in the ornate council chamber with council members and members of the administration in attendance where legislation is approved after monotonous readings of their captions. Council members do have the opportunity to speak for a few minutes each, but the public has traditionally been able to speak only during committee meetings where legislation gets hammered out, and even then, speakers were by permission only. A Cleveland board approved the raising of the former home of a Mexican-American social club in the Detroit Shoreway neighborhood so apartments can be built in its place after developers struck a deal with Latino advocates who wanted to save the building. The Cleveland Landmarks Commission approved the demolition of the Club Azteca building in the 5600 
block of Detroit Avenue. Developers Bond Street Group and advocates had numerous discussions over the past month. The developers have agreed to memorialize the club on the property, possibly in the development's courtyard, and codified that promise in a contract. Many of the advocates now support demolition of the Club Azteca building to make way for the new apartments. Documents filed within the federal case of a former Cleveland schools therapist offer an eye-opening view of the sweeping scope of the investigation into the storming of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Federal prosecutors Thursday requested a two-month continuance in the case of Christine Priola of Willoughby because of the sheer volume of the work involved in the hundreds of cases stemming from the Capitol riot. Her attorneys did not oppose the request. Already, prosecutors said more than 300 people have been arrested across the United States, with charges to be filed against at least 100 more. Investigators have received more than 210,000 tips, written more than 80,000 reports, and viewed more than 15,000 hours of surveillance video and body cam video. They also seized about 1,600 electronic devices. The investigation and prosecution will likely be one of the largest in American history, both in terms of the number of defendants prosecuted and the nature and volume of the evidence, federal prosecutors say. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer.